Welcome to the Hidden Why Podcast, episode 988, my interview with Dennis Berry. We're discussing funky wisdom. You're absolutely going to love this interview. Enjoy. Dennis, welcome to the Hidden Why Podcast. Great to have you here today. Thank you, Lee. It's great to be here. Great to talk with you from down under, and I'm all, I guess I'm all the way up top. Colorado. Colorado, USA. Love it. Tucking yourself into bed. Pretty soon, yeah. Well, it's 6.30, so, you know, by like 8 o'clock, I like to be wrapping the day up. Really? <laughs> well, I get tired. I don't know. I mean, it depends. There's what time do you get up? I get up really early. I'm up between 4 and 5, and I go to the gym and or exercise somehow, some way. Or, so, early to bed, early to rise. Yeah, I like that. I've started to go to bed a bit earlier because I was waking up early and Still didn't feel like I was getting enough sleep because everyone's telling me you should have sort of seven, eight hours, and I'll probably get six. Yeah, um, but I think that's fine. I, you know, I, I think there's so many different points of view on all that, and I think that when your body's tired, it'll let you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you can get, you know, if everybody can get a perfect seven or eight hours of REM sleep, then how awesome would that be? But, you know, there's life to live, and... If you get it cool, when, you're, when your body gets tired, it lets you know. At least that's my experience. Yeah, but they say, you know, you should have a, a consistent sort of um, evening and morning routine, and, and that includes when you wake up and go to bed. Um, yeah. And, you know, if I'm tired at 8 and, and I normally go to bed at 10, um, I feel like I'm really pushing myself, but I know I probably should go to bed at 8. So I've yeah. started trying to sneak into bed a bit earlier, but I, I seem to find myself waking up earlier. So, like this morning, I was up a bit before four. <laughs> so, it's yeah. not really balancing out yet. But maybe there's some other things going on. I don't know. But, um, we, uh, mate, you've got, um, yeah, an interesting journey by the sounds of it. Tell us, tell us a little bit about your backstory. Right. Well, um, my story is rooted in recovery from alcohol and drugs. You know, if I go all the way back to when I was five years old and my grandmother said to my mother, he worries like a little old man. You know, when I was just a little kid, I was already full of worry and fear and insecurity, just like a lot of other kids. But the thing was, I never learned how to cope with any of it in a healthy way. And you fast forward 10 years and I took my first drink and started getting stoned. And I was like, ah, you know, like I don't have to feel that way anymore. And um, I don't have to feel anything anymore. I was just so excited to not have to feel that that insecurity and fear and pain without knowing how to navigate through life. And uh, you fast forward another 15 years and, you know, the car accidents and the arrests and the failed relationships and the financial bankruptcies and all the problems in life. And I never learned how to live. Hmm. And so I get sober when I was 31 years old. It's been 18 years now. And, you know, the first few years were pretty tough, you know, it, it, it because getting sober, stopping drinking, uh, quitting drugs or food or porn or whatever your addiction is, you know, it's not, it's not a not drinking contest. It's about growing up and being an adult and looking the world in the eye and living life on life's terms. And it takes a little time to, to work into that. You know, the drugs, the alcohol weren't the problem. It was what I was using to cope with the real problem, which was that my thinking wasn't on par with the way life was going. So I had to learn how to think and how to live and how to have relationships and how to manage my finances and take care of my health and be an adult, basically. Mm. And, 
you know, fast forward 18 years, lots of massive success, massive failure. I made a million dollars. I lost a million dollars. I've had awesome, massive love, massive heartache and everything in between. And, uh, you know, I just face it as it comes and life is great. So for the last 18 years being sober. Yes, sir. Yeah. Nice. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. I think yeah, that's and what it's you not say. about the years. It's just about how, you know, life, life happens. And mm. I'm like, oh, you know, I had a, an old mentor years ago. And he goes, you know, whenever I see life happening and then people don't behave the way I need them to or whatever's going on and, and I don't understand, I just go, hmm. I practice the isn't that interesting technique, you know, where I just look at people or, or whatever and I go, huh, isn't that interesting? Mm. And then I just move, I move beyond it. You know, and then all of a sudden some weeks go by and months and years and then all of a sudden I'm I'm becoming successful in life. Hmm. I guess starting out at um, 15, you know, you really, with drugs and alcohol, you don't get, give yourself a chance to, to learn about living or being an adult, if you will. Right. Well, they say when you start drinking or using drugs, or at least the way that I did, that you you stop growing emotionally. Your brain stops developing, or you know the the way that um, some more intelligent people that aren't inhibiting their emotional growth. Right. And uh, that that was certainly the case for me. I just you know you have to remember I was 15 with the you know the coping skills, the emotional coping skills of a five year old, and then so I kind of stopped growing at that point and now you know 15 16 years later i was 31 years old with the brain of a immature 15 year old and and so it's like all right well there was this guy years ago in recovery world that i went to he used to say uh you know welcome to kindergarten and that's what this is it was just like learning how to live life from the basics like everything from the beginning and it was frustrating and i'll tell you the reason most people fail in sobriety, recovery, or whatever their addiction is, is because, well, one, it's really hard. You know, it's difficult. It's change. We don't really like change. Change is difficult. You know, we resist change all the time. And um, But the other thing is that you fail to en- en- enrich your emotional well-being. Mm-hmm. You know, you try, to, you try to remove the addiction. You try to remove the thing in your life that's keeping you down, but you don't replace it with anything healthy. And then you just sit there and wonder why life isn't getting better. It's because you're not doing anything to make it better. Hmm. Yeah. No, very, and very interesting. Process. Yeah, it's a process. And, you know, the, the other missing piece, and and this is crucial, and I can't say it enough, is that we need accountability. You know, there yeah. needs to be we need a, a coach, a mentor, an accountability partner. If you're in a 12-step program, there's sponsors, there's psychologists, psychiatrists, somebody. You know, I was taught years ago to have an expert in every area of my life. And it's like, I am not a doctor. If I get sick, I need to go to the doctor. If I have to go to court, I need a lawyer. And I hate doing my taxes. <laughs> so every year I need to hire and I have my accountant who does it because it drives me crazy. And I... I obviously don't know how to get sober or navigate my life on my own. So I ask for help and Mm. I get that faster. And, you know, I'm talking about sobriety, but, you know, in my coaching practice, only about 40% of my clients, I I deal with in sobriety, but I have 40% of my practice is uh, love and relationships. 
and then I do a lot of health and wellness and stuff like, and you know, business and stuff. But yeah, you're a life coach now, yeah. You've been doing this for how long? I've been doing. I've been helping people for over 15 years now. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and it's awesome. But the point is that we all need a coach or a mentor or an accountability partner, somebody to hold our feet to the fire to make sure that we get our things done at a high level. You know, we can grunt through and try to get things done by ourselves and drag the process out, make all these mistakes along the way. Or we can have somebody who has some training and some uh, knowledge on how to get us laser focused to get our goals and dreams accomplished at a high level. Yeah. What do you think it is we try and do everything on our own? I'm sorry? What do you think it is that we try and do everything on our own? Oh, yeah. Well, well, especially men, right? Mm. We're taught not to ask for help. It's like you you could figure this out on your own. And we're taught that's that's conditioning that we have from a young age. Yeah. And and why wouldn't we just ask for help? You know, I was always that guy before. Now we have all the, um, you know, Google Maps or Waze or these apps, these GPS apps to get us where we need to go. But you, before that, years ago, we asked for directions. And there was always those the guys that were like, I'm not asking for directions. We're going to find our way there. And I was like, well, that's stupid. I was always the guy who would pull over and say, hey, do you know how to get there? That way, show me how to get there in 10 minutes instead of me driving around for two hours. Mm. That, that's the same thing with life. It's like, let's ask somebody who knows how to get there and let's get there instead of banging our head against the wall and wondering why life isn't turning out the way we want it to. You have to wake up to that, but hey, like some, well, I guess a lot of people probably until they're ready to. Yes. Yeah. What, what, you, know, you know, you might think it's a good idea, but if you don't really believe that, then asking people to help you probably won't take you anywhere. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, well, growth is usually preceded by some sort of pain and suffering, <laughs> at least in my case. You know, it's like when I'm, when I'm hurting enough, when I'm unhappy enough, when I'm, um, in enough pain, hmm. then I become, in my book, my book, Funky Wisdom, I talk about the how approach to life. You know, first, people, are, people say, how do I get sober? How do I become successful? How do I lose 30 pounds? How do I have great relationships? And the answer is in the question, how? H-O-W, it stands for honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. So, First, I have to be honest and say, you know what? Things aren't going the way I, I, I'd like them to. Mm. I don't have as much money as I want. I, I need to get sober. My health is messed up. My relationship sucks, whatever it is. Now, you can't, you can't solve a problem you can't admit exists. Yeah. So once you admit it exists, now you can do something about it. And then you become open to seeing a new way of living because the way I'm doing things isn't working. And then you become willing to apply those things into your life. And then that's where change happens. That's how life unfolds. So, you know, when you're in enough pain, you can admit it, and then you become open and willing, and then your life changes. Yeah, yeah. What do you think is the biggest obstacle for people admitting it? Not enough pain or too much pride or vulnerability? Mm, yeah, any one of those. That's, those are great, great terms. I, I think it's usually not enough pain. And, you know... I guess pride, I guess it all comes down to the pain, though. I mean, there's emotional pain, physical pain. There's different types of pain. Hmm. And when you're hurting enough or, you know, there's financial pain, there's heartache, there's grief, there's 
you know, when things aren't going well, you become willing to to see and do things differently. But you know, yeah, you know, pride is another one. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Because we don't, we want to do things by ourselves. I don't want to ask for help. I know how to do this. But I, and I had another guy years ago. He said it's okay not to know as long as you know you don't know. Hmm. You know, if you don't know something, I had a kid at the gym the other day and by kid, I'm almost 50. So he's 20, he was like 24, 25. And he goes, you know, and he knows what I do for a living, but he goes, Dennis, if you have one word or advice that you can give me to a young guy who's just starting out, he has a little kid, another one on the way. He's like, what would it be? And you know what, you know what I said? I said, ask questions. Hmm. Always stay curious. You know, the real problem started when I think I know everything. You know what I find is that a lot of people, when, when you're full of stress and fear and insecurity and angst and don't know what's going on and you're over your head, you know what usually happened is that the world changed and I didn't change along with it. Hmm. it it's very common. And, you know, we're going along. And this starts as early as soon as we come out of our mom's bellies. You know, we we – we, we were in this warm place and then we come out and the doctor smacks us in the ass and we start crying. We're like, what the hell is all this? Right. And then, then we learn how to crawl and then we bang our heads into the wall and then we start crying and then we learn not to walk in, to crawl into the wall. And then we start walking and then we fall down and then we start crying and we learn not to fall down. And then, you know, we, we just go through life and we learn how to get by. Hmm. And then along the way, things change. And then we learn how to adapt to that. But all that change is difficult. We don't like that because it's hard to get there. And then as we get older, we really ease into life. You know, yeah. then we, that's the, we can't teach the old dog new tricks. It's like, you know, you get into your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. We don't, we don't want to change. It's hard. And so we cry or we get upset or fearful or insecure or we just – don't make as much progress anymore like we used to when we were younger and willing to go along with change. And give up, become complacent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. How do you stir that fire in someone? Shake them well, up? Yeah, well, I mean, when people come to me, a lot of times it is voluntary, voluntarily. So they, they're ready to make changes, or most of them. I would say 90% of them. Yeah. Um, and they're willing, you know, so the... A lot, and now I can dive into this real easy. You know, one of one of the main reasons for not getting where you want to go is distractions, right? We're all so distracted, and you think about—I mean, alcohol and drugs; those are just a distraction from mm. feeling, from not getting where we want to be. Uh, staring at your iPhone, making nonsense phone calls, watching six hours of Netflix. Going to Starbucks in the middle, eating at fast food at three o'clock in the afternoon. Why are you doing that? You're in between lunch and dinner. Those are all distractions because we're unsettled because we're we're not working on our goals. So what we really need to do is we really need to get laser focused on what it is we're doing on a daily basis. And when we start doing that, and then then once we decide what that main goal is. What that thing is, and I call it the one thing, that one thing that we're laser focused on, not five things. It's the one thing. Like everybody always has these five New Year's resolutions. That's my my big example here is every every New Year's, 
everybody can relate to this. They say, well, I'm going to lose 30 pounds, stop drinking, and improve my relationship, start a business, write a book. Right? And then two weeks later, they're like totally overwhelmed. And they're like, yeah. screw us. So they go out and get drunk and eat a bunch of cheesecake, and then they're right back where they started. And next year, it's the same five New Year's resolutions because they, were, they lost focus. You're overwhelmed. You yeah. can only do one major goal at a time. Otherwise, none of them get done. So what we do, what I do in my coaching practice is we narrow it down and we find that one thing that's going to change your life the most. And it's usually the one that you've been denying yourself or delaying or procrastinating for the longest. And it's the one that's going to flip your life upside down. And then once we decide on that, then we create specific action steps to take on a daily and weekly basis to make sure that you're getting your goal done. Yeah. Sometimes that goal could be done in a week or two, and sometimes it takes a year or two. Hmm. But we need to get focused. And when you do, you start seeing results, and then you become more confident and secure and comfortable in your own skin, and you become successful. Yeah. It works every time. So you need that purpose, don't you? I mean, every day you need some sort of purpose that that gets you up and and makes you, you know, I guess passionate about it. But I don't know if you're addicted or, or, you know. Becoming sober, I mean, is that the one thing that you try and do every day, not to drink or smoke or take drugs? or? Yeah, well, that's just a distraction. Like, for me, I haven't thought about any of those things in 17 Just a distraction, right. Okay, so you yeah. just have to have something else so you don't be distracted by that thing. Yes, it's like, well, what are we working on? You what know, did you find? Like, What, what was do. your purpose early on when you first, you know, you said those first three years were, were quite hard. What was that out of the gate? What did you focus on so so you didn't go towards those distractions? Yeah, well, I spent a lot of time going to recovery rooms, the 12-step programs. I don't really do that anymore because I find that it's really kind of um, it's kind of a basic understanding. It's like a beginning, an intro to sobriety, an intro to life, an intro to how to, to grow up emotionally, but it's mm-hmm. not the end game. But I spent the first few years there and I made a lot of friends and friends to this day that I consider family. And, and I really learned a lot. And, and my one thing was staying sober and learning how to, to live life on life's terms. And, uh, you know, it's painful in your 30s and 40s. So your purpose you know? was just to go to those meetings every day? Is that? Yeah, well, I also started a business. And then I, tr- I, I dipped my hand in, in uh, relationships, which I wasn't good at. <laughs> and I still could struggle with sometimes. But um, and I worked on my health, and so I became an athlete. And uh, you know, I I had a lot of I substituted a lot of healthy um, habits for my unhealthy habits, yeah. and I, I focused on those. So I created healthy routines that helped get me to become the successful, happy, healthy man that I am today. Looking back at that that starting point for you, I mean, you talk about the pain and that, but what was the underlying motivation there that really made you choose between, I don't know, going for a run compared to going to the pub? So, you know, are you asking, like, so what was it, the, the motivation that originally got me sober? Well, because there's people, like you said, that go out there and say, oh, this is it, I'm doing it, and then two weeks later, they're back into the old ways because it was easier to go to the pub because they're used to yeah. it. It's biological, or not biologically, it's, 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 it's in their brain patterns to do that. It's easier than going for the drug, putting on the shoes, putting yourself through that pain. Sure. Yeah. It, you know, 
I, I guess what I can say is that I hit what they call that proverbial rock bottom. And yeah. I was willing to do anything different because I was, I was physically dying. And I was, uh, you know, if you were to see me now, I'm a pretty athletic guy. I'm like 100. What do you do? I do all kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. I, and so I tell like today I hiked up a mountain and, uh, but I enjoyed that, but I was physically dying. I was 240 pounds. I was 70 pounds heavier than I am now. And I was uh, smoking and drinking and storing cocaine and eating fast food. And like who I am today is not who I once was. And I spent years reading, meditating, writing, helping other people, exercising, starting businesses. Some of them worked. Some of them didn't work. So I, I also had to learn how to fail hmm. and failing is okay. Failing is great. Failing, you know, I, I don't know if you know the late great, uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer. Yeah. He talked about one thing he talked about, which I love so much. He's like, no, none of us ever fail at anything. All we do is produce results. It's like, if I throw you a, a football and you drop the football, are you a football failure? No, you just, I'm going to throw it again and then you catch it. And now you're a success. Like if you're a, if you're a real estate agent and you're you're selling this house and the deal falls through, are you a real estate failure? No. Next month you go out and sell a house. Now you're a success. Right. So we don't we have to learn that it's okay to fall short of your goals, and then you you learn from the results, make changes, and then you become successful. Hmm. And so I had to learn that that I didn't have to um, take my my shortcomings and my failures so hard, be, be so hard on myself. I'd be like, okay, well, that didn't work out. What, what am I supposed to learn from that? And how can I become better tomorrow? But did you ever find that becoming sober, like any relapses? Or you're pretty much done. Let me rephrase that because I, what I do say is that when people see me, hmm. I've been for 18 years now yeah. and they see this happy, successful, vibrant man. Yeah. And, but they, but what you don't see is the dozens of times that I failed before I got to that rock bottom point that turned me towards the man that I am today. Hmm. There were dozens of dozens and dozens of days and weeks that I woke up where I said, I'm never doing this again. And I would cry and look in the mirror and say, what the hell's going on? And I just wanted to die. And then I would just walk over to the freezer and start drinking again. So mm. people don't see that part of it. The, the over 20 drunken car accidents I was in, I drove my car into a house and I rolled my truck over many times. And I used to live in a real rural area. We would just roll my truck over and I would drive it back home and wake up in the morning and not even remember what I did. Yeah. So, People don't see that part. They just no. see what they see today. Yeah, and I think that's why it's important to go there because th that's the journey, you know. It's it's, it's a long-term thing. Uh, I've been talking about this today a lot actually because um, I've had a few interviews and um, a coaching session online here with, with real estate agents actually and we have this this short-termism, you know. We, we can't think long longer term and I think that's what really gets us unstuck most of the times. In what way? Well, you think about it. You wanted to, you know, do something, create a new goal, you know, change your behaviours. And so you go out there all motivated at the start and then you have that failure and you just, like, give up. You go, oh, well, what's the point? Because you, right. you didn't have that immediate 
gratification, that immediate result. We all think it's going to happen overnight. And that could be with giving up something or, or succeeding at something. Exactly. Yeah, I agree 100%. You know, and that that's another, that is an excellent, excellent point to bring up. People don't want to see that. Like people, when you see like Jeff Bezos or whatever billionaire that you're looking at, Elon Musk or uh, Richard Branson, like you look at these people and it's the same story that I just told you. Hmm. Like you see a successful, happy man, but you didn't see the rough times, the rough years, the rejections and the failures that it took before they made those billions of dollars. It wasn't yeah. just like it, well, Richard Branson wasn't like, I'm going to start an airline and oh, I'm, now I own an island. That's not how it went, you know, and there were a <laughs> lot of bumps and bruises along the way. Yeah. And people don't see that. And you know why they don't see it? They don't want to. They just want they want the instant gratification. They say, all right, well, I'm going to start a business because anybody can start a business now. You can go on Facebook, start a free a company page, and now you own a business. Hmm. So, but what now what? You know, now I started this business. It's not like, oh, well, I can start a business, and then I'm just going to sit on my ass and get stoned and play Xbox all day and yeah. make a billion dollars. It requires work and effort and, and you know, failure and trying over and over again and sleepless nights and and just like more effort and then one day while you're doing something that's giving you purpose you realize that you're in the green and things are going well but you but it takes time it's like you got to put the time in and every once in a while there's those those miracles, those one percenters that just start something and it just hits, you know, and boom, you make millions of dollars. It's very rare. And if, you, if that's what you're counting on, you're going to continually be disappointed in life. Hmm. Yeah. And I think that's why it goes back to having that, that one thing that you talk about, that goal daily. Um, do you, are you much of a visionary? Do you, did you, you know, kick out of the gates with this vision of how you wanted to, to look and feel in 10 years time? Just so you could stay grounded? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I knew. You know, what, what happened was I started going on. I was broke, when I, but I knew I wanted to get fit and healthy. And so I, I started reading books, and I knew I could do it. I knew it. And I started reading books, and I, I read the Atkins Diet book. And that was the first one. That's what started it all before the paleo and the, yeah. the uh, what what's the big ones, the keto. It's all the same versions, the same shit. It's all it's all low carb stuff and it all started with the Atkins and Dr. Atkins was a diabetic doctor who noticed when his patients were eating whole foods and cutting out processed foods and sugars that they lost weight so he wrote a book and started a, this craze so um that's the short of it so that's what I did I started reading about it and researching it and going on long walks and cutting out my calories and the crap and and I was like I know what I could do and then what happened was I I ended up losing 40 pounds. And I said to myself, look, I said, if I want to stay fit and healthy, I need to surround myself with health and fitness. Hmm. You know? It's like, we're the sum of the five people we hang around the most. If you hang around with five millionaires, you're going to be the next millionaire. If you hang out with five stoners playing Xbox all day, you're going to get really good at Xbox. And being stoned. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. So it's well, it's like- true. I was talking with a buddy yesterday and, and we were just talking about podcasts and audio books and he went off them for a while and, and I changed a little bit too. And we just got on the track of, you know what, if you, when we were listening to them, 
we were just that just influenced our our thoughts and our behaviors um but as soon as we took that environment i suppose out of there we noticed the change so yeah i think if you can surround yourself by that that positivity the right people the information that you're digesting you know that's really going to have a a profound impact on your thoughts and ultimately your behaviors and that might not mean that you can listen to a podcast every day about health and suddenly you're going to be healthy it takes work but it certainly helps it certainly does that's well put and it's the same thing i said to before when that kid asked me what's one word of advice and i said to continue to ask questions so if you're like if you're an aspiring business person find a successful business person and say hey can we go grab some coffee can you show me how you got there Hmm. most people are going to be thrilled to say yeah sure let's go like you're really interested in becoming successful let's go have some coffee i'll give you a few tips like ask for help you could do it on linkedin you could do it on facebook you start reaching out for people start reaching out to people that are um, have something that you want something that's desirable whether it's success or health or a good relationship if your relationship's struggling ask somebody with successful relationship how they're doing it you know ask for help ask the questions yeah so one bit of advice you'd give your 20 year old self ask questions (laughs) absolutely i always ask for help when you think you know the rules the rules change always continue to grow don't ever lose your sense of wonder i like it what um what is your definition of success? Well, there's different types. I mean, there's health success, there's financial success, there's relationship success. It's like, what are you trying to achieve? Hmm. You know, everybody has a different definition. Everybody's working on something different at the time. If you're attaching success on a whole to just your finances, then I would challenge that you're, you're missing out on some pieces of success. There. Yeah. Yeah, but are you happy on the inside? Success for me is like, do your insides match your outsides? You know, are you projecting all this happiness and wealth and security, but on the inside you're dying inside? So I would say success is having your insides match your outsides. I like that. What, um, I mean, routines are a big part of my life and certainly a big part of um, helping me stay on track, focused, energetic, you know. What, what, sort of, what do your routines look like morning and night? Yeah, without, and I, I instill this in every client that I have. We start with routines. Right? Like, that's how we get going. And I have our, my, whatever you're doing, you're, is, the next day is on your calendar the night before. So you know when you go to bed what's on, what, what you're doing when you wake up in the morning. Yeah. And then when I wake up in the morning, you, you're in charge of how your day is going to go. Hmm. So if when you wake up in the morning, you grab your phone, start looking at Facebook and looking at what some politicians doing somewhere and you start getting worked up and angry or some family member or friend said about you, then that's how your day's going to go. But yeah. if you wake up and you read something productive, maybe even spiritual or uplifting, and then you meditate, this is how I start my days. And then I meditate and I exercise and I drink water and that's how my day goes, you know, okay. and then I don't. I'm be, I'm able to respond to people's uh, questions to any um, challenges that come up throughout the day. I can respond to those intelligently instead of reacting or overreacting to them in ways that are unproductive. And then throughout the day, I'm exercising and drinking more water, and then um, 
before I go to bed, I'm writing down, how did my day go? How could it have gone better? And I do, I give my clients what's called the four and fours. Hmm. And every night they mail them to me. My, my inbox gets inundated every night with what we call the four and fours. And what those are is every night before bed, and it doesn't matter, I don't care if it's at, right after dinner or right before you close your eyes, but four things that I did well today. Four things that I'm proud of that I got done today and four places where I fell short. And the reason we do that is because what we want to do is we want to notice unhealthy patterns of behavior. Hmm. So if every night before I go to bed, I'm writing down that I ate too much junk food for three or four days in a row, that's a pattern, right? That's an unhealthy pattern that's keeping me from getting to my goals. And maybe that's something we should work on. Or maybe maybe I yell at my wife or maybe I um, I don't get all my work done at work or I'm watching porn or I'm spending too much money that I don't have on my credit card or whatever it is. When we identify it, then we can work on it. Yeah. So this is part of my routines. I like it. Need the routines. Very, very solid point. Do you have a skill, tool or resource that you believe has helped improve your productivity? God, <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a great question. You know, there's you know, there's this one thing that I've been listening to for about 15 years, and this goes back to the Wayne Dyer stuff. And you know, there were some things that he did that were a little flaky for me, but he had this one that was just so powerful and um, so. Uh, it was like his masterpiece, and it's called 10 Secrets for Success and Inner Peace. And I have all my clients uh, read this on a daily basis. But there's an audio version, and I listen to it every day. And hmm. there's 10 different secrets. And and sometimes I'll pick, up, pick one. You know, one is like have a mind that's open to everything and attached to nothing. There's no justified resemblance. Um, you know, uh, embrace your spirituality. Like there's these 10 secrets, and whatever I'm going through, I'll pick one. And I work on that throughout the day. I'll just hmm. pick up one to work with throughout the day. And that way I'm always working on becoming a better than I was yesterday. And, you know, to go back to your question of how would you define success is, am I better than I was yesterday? Hmm. That's hmm. success. You know? So where can you find that? Is that a Wayne Dyer thing? The 10, what do you call it? Yeah, there's a free one on YouTube. Like there's a free version on YouTube, but you can get it on audiobooks. It's called the 10 secrets for success and inner peace or inner peace and success. I forget, but no, 10 steps. Let's look it up to success and inner peace. That's what it's called. And, um, hold on. Let me look it up for you to make a hundred percent sure. So we got everybody going in the right direction here. Look at the link for the show notes, guys. Yes, it's uh, 10 Secrets for Success and Inner Peace by Dr. Wayne Dyer. And again, it's just, you know, there's 10 secrets and each one's about 10 minutes long. So you can get the book if you want and read the book. Hmm. I just listen to it and you can listen to all 10. I can recite most of it for you. I've been listening to it for, uh, I think, about 15 years. Anyway. And just pick one and work on it, yeah. you know, and, there's it's there's so much wisdom there. He studied the Tao for years, and he applies those principles into all of his teachings, and it's just a brilliant piece. Love it. Good advice. Download it, guys. 
The uh, quick round questions for you. If you were to be served your last meal, what would you request? <laughs> hmm. That's a good one. I like prime rib. Prime rib. <laughs> yeah. What's that? What activity gives you the greatest sense of joy? Uh, being on a beach anywhere. I like scuba diving, but any type of beach activity. Yeah. If you could pick one book to pass down to your kids or future generations, what book would that be? Uh, probably that one I just told you. Yeah, I like that. And do you have a quote or phrase or a message you'd like to share with everyone? The, what I said before, don't ever lose your sense of wonder. Just keep learning every day. When you think you know the rules, the rules change. So, you know, always read something every day that you didn't know. Yeah, stay curious. Stay curious. It's uh, been great to have you here, Dennis. Where can people find out more about you, what you do, and, and reach out to you? Well, the best way is right on my website, which is dennisberry.com. And from there, you can get to my podcast, which is the Funky Brain Podcast. And you can buy my book, The Funky Funky Wisdom, A Practical Guide to Life. And you can book a free session with me if you want, if you're struggling with drugs, alcohol, or love and relationships, health and wellness, whatever. And uh, you could just send me an email and say hi, too. Well, um, stick the links in the show notes, guys. Reach out to Dennis. Been uh, really awesome having you, man. Thank you so much, Lee. Yeah, it was great. Great interview, great questions, and I really enjoyed talking with you. Guys, this is found at thehiddenwide.com, of course, episode 988 with Dennis Berry. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you love what you're hearing. If you like this episode, guys, or any of the episodes that you're listening to here at The Hidden Why, please do me a favor by sharing it. You can share it with your families. You can share it with your loved ones. You can do that by using your favorite social media channels, using the icons on the platform that you're listening to The Hidden Why podcast. Also, guys, if you're a fan of the show, please connect with me. Connect with me at thehiddenwide.com. I love to hear from you. I love to converse with the people that listen to this show to find out what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, and perhaps if they have any questions or feedback for the show as well. You can stay up to date with all that I'm releasing here, guys. I do a solo show every Monday, a three-minute thought every Thursday. I do two interviews a week on a Wednesday and a Saturday, and a book review every Friday. You can stay up to date with all that by subscribing to my newsletter at thehiddenwide.com. Just enter your email address there, and also subscribing to the podcast on the platform that you choose to listen to your podcasts. You can also support the show, guys, by using the Amazon links at thehiddenwire.com. So if you like books, you can get all the books that I review there um, and anything else, really, that you like to purchase through Amazon. So use that link. It helps support the show. And we've also got a deal with Audible, guys. Audible is a fantastic way to listen to all your favorite books. We've got a deal with them so you can get two free books when you subscribe or, yeah, subscribe to a 30-day free trial. So check that out, again, at thehiddenwire.com. Guys, that's it from me. You know what to do. Go out there. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose and in doing so you will discover your hidden why this is the hidden why my name is Lee Manutzi until next time peace passion and purpose see you soon